Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. On this episode of Parts Per Billion, we introduce a new vocab word for you, biophilia. Yes, it's a word, and yes, we'll explain what that means. Howdy, and welcome once again to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. If you live in a big city, you might be familiar with this feeling. You're walking down the street one day, and all of a sudden you notice... Everything around you was built by someone at some point. Nothing around here can be described as quote-unquote natural. The grass, the trees, the flowers, maybe even the animals, they were all placed there by humans. It kind of makes you long for an area of pristine, untouched nature. Sure, you could drive an hour or two and go to a national park, but who has time for that? That's where biophilia comes in. There's a movement within the urban planning world to create pockets of little natural areas within cities. It not only has environmental benefits, but apparently it can be good for your health. Who knew? Bloomberg Environment's Adam Allington recently did a story on one biophilic landscape in particular, Washington, D.C.'s Kingman Island. The city recently decided to make this island basically a nature refuge right in the middle of the city. I wanted to find out more about this, so I dragged Adam down there to explain to me what exactly this is. Adam, thank you for joining me here. We are on Kingman Island. We're in the middle of the Anacostia River in D.C. And we're in kind of a nature preserve. There's just not really much uh, going on here except for grass and trees and sort of a lot of mud. Uh, What's so special about this place? Well, Kingman is a bit of an oddity in terms of Washington, D.C. It's in a river, the Anacostia, which, you know, a lot of people, unless you live here, you think of D.C., you probably think of the Potomac River, which is uh, much bigger. The Anacostia is a smaller tidal river uh, on the east side of the district, and Kingman Island was actually built by the Army Corps of Engineers in 1916 as part of a dredging project, and this was all of the dredge and the silt and everything that they built up over time. So this is a man-made island. This is a man-made island. Everything you see on this island today was just dropped here by flying birds and seeds and grew naturally. So it wasn't part of any real development project per se. So, and we should mention, you know, we're in the middle of the Anacostia River. The river cuts right through the city. So we are, even though we're on a nature preserve and there's, you know, it's kind of very uh, lush and verdant, I guess, or would be if we're, we're a different time of year, you know, we're in the middle of the city. You might uh, overhear a helicopter overhead or there's actually a, a subway station that goes right next here. So this is a nature preserve right in the middle of the city. And I got to say, having lived here for a long time, you know, I know the D.C. real estate market is kind of insane. It's pretty overheated. Real estate costs are very high. 
how were they able to take this plot of land right in the middle of the city, I imagine it's pretty valuable, and just do absolutely nothing with it? That's a good question. There have been plans proposed for Kingman over the years. At one point, there was talk of putting an amusement park out here. At another point, they were going to turn it into parking for uh, Robert F. Kennedy Stadium just across the river. Which That's we, where, where the, the Washington football team used to play, we should say. Exactly. And so for one reason or another, none of those projects came to fruition. Um, it's also in a part of town that is, you know, while it is right in the district itself, it's not, you know, where most people in the district go. So it's a bit um, out of the way and they just never really got it together to, do, to develop this island. And because of that, uh, now they have 46 acres of nature that they can really use uh, in a different way than they would have maybe in decades past. Oh, but here comes the uh, subway. There it goes. So you wrote a really fascinating story where you said that the the D.C. local government wanted to create this place in the name of biophilia. Uh, first off, what exactly is that? Bio, that's an, a word that I'm not really familiar with. What is biophilia? Biophilia is a term uh, that was kind of coined uh, in the 1980s. It literally means, you know, Latin for love of life. It's this idea that humans are hardwired to need connection to nature and that the more nature you can inject into their into their daily lives, the happier they'll be. And that means, you know, not just like, say, going to a state park every other month on the weekend. It means uh, nature in your office, nature uh, on your way to work, nature in your home. Nature in the inner city. Yeah, actually, like building nature into buildings, uh, using natural building products, natural light, gardens, you know, those all of those things are part of this sort of new trend in development where you can actually attach an economic value to nature. So it's not just having a city that's really urbanized and then, you know, a park on the outskirts or outside of a city where people go sometimes. It's, you know, mixing the two and creating no barriers between the urban environment and the, the so-called natural environment. But you mentioned that this is, you know, can create some economic benefits. Can you really put a, a dollar amount on this? People have tried. I mean, there are, there's been studies of hotels in the Philippines that have, uh, you know, Philippines are really into biophilia and, you know, forest bathing in Japan is this trend where... Uh, For forest bathing? Forest bathing. Uh, Google it. It's a thing. There's this network of cities called the Biophilic Cities Network, of which D.C. is a part, where people really have these plans to develop their cities as living, breathing ecosystems for the people who live there, but also for animals and habitat. Kingman is this opportunity to preserve habitat for animals, but also to kind of form this catalyst for development of the whole east side of the district. So it's kind of a a win-win, I guess, for the ecosystem and also for the people who live in the city. They get the benefit of, of this natural area where they can go and sort of reconnect with nature, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not often you have 46 acres right smack dab in the middle of a city to do something with. And I think it's part of a new, uh, you know, new way of thinking that, okay, we're not just going to let the developers take this. We're going to preserve it as, as, as a natural habitat. And that in itself will be the development draw. That will bring people to this island and connect the neighborhoods and provide this place where people will want to be closer to Kingman. They'll want to put their businesses over here. Home values will increase at some point, hopefully. And that nature is the is the defining asset here to draw on. Well, uh, you mentioned, you know, home values increasing. Uh, since we're in D.C., we have to sort of 
bring up the the G word, uh, gentrification. This is something that permeates almost every discussion of uh, sort of you know local land use and how we use public spaces in DC. If we create you know places like this, like Hingman Island, that are sort of biophilic and where people like to go and they do end up raising home prices, how do we know that the benefits of that will just sort of accrue all to sort of rich people and sort of landowners who already live here and that it'll make, it'll price out people who are uh, low-income residents who are renting? That's a great question. And I think it's something that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, You do run the risk in some areas, in some cases, of creating something that uh, can get away from you a little bit. I look at the Highline project in New York City, they, you know, converted from an old Uh, elevated railway um, now it gets something you know like five million visitors a year and it's and the 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 properties around around the highline i can attest are just astronomically expensive exactly that and it's changed the whole character of the neighborhood and people have you know have been pressed out of it and so that's a concern in the case of kingman here you know it's an island in the middle of a river and the plans for kingman uh from the city are you know relatively modest four and a half million dollars for improvements to to the paths and you know adding some outdoor classrooms and things like bathrooms this isn't going to be a like a big riverfront development project that's going to you know completely alter the character of this area it's just going to be this island in the middle of the river that people will hopefully discover and start coming to more. Yeah, that was actually one of the things that really caught my eye about your story was that it seemed like, uh, unlike with other ideas for creating parks in the middle of of an urban area, there won't really be a lot of amenities here. Like there won't be a dog park or tennis courts or anything like that. This is just going to be what it is now. Like, you know, there might be some, you know, bathrooms and stuff. But other than that, like this is it. So it seems like that's what really distinguishes this from other kind of urban green spaces across the country. Right. And it's also right in the middle of the river and the Anacostia River is a big flyway migration path for for migrating birds. The southern part of the island is going to be preserved as a critical nature area. So you won't be able to bring, say, your dogs down there, your pets. It's just going to be for these kind of endangered species that they're trying to bring back, bald eagles. Um, river otters, beavers, things like that, that you often don't associate with life in the big city. But uh, Kingman is is really critical as, as cities try to stitch together ecosystems that can benefit humans, but also animals too. Boy, bald eagles in, in uh, the nation's capital, that would be something to see if that actually does uh, end up happening. Yeah, definitely. You know, you can, you can, uh, the tweets write themselves, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, Adam Allington uh, here on uh, Kingman Island in the Anacostia River for more of his reporting on uh, various uh, <laughs> various subjects. Go to our website at bnanews.bna.com. This week's uh, episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. The music for Parts Per Billion is A Message by Jazar. It was used with a Creative Commons license. You uh, can find out more at betterwithmusic.com. Thanks uh, for being here, Adam. Thank you. That's the orange line. That's my train right there. That's the train you take? That is. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. 
Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.